Welcome back to the 3P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Joe. Nice to see you. How have you been going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, crazy week. Going overseas in two days. So, just getting ready for that. How are you? Yeah, well, well. I just had TAFE today. Nothing too busy. Mm. Um, do you want to run us through your holiday? What you got planned? Yeah, so going away with the missus. Going away for just under three weeks. Going to Bali, Singapore, Vietnam and Thailand. Actually just booked last night. Let me give you the, the, the rundown. Um, a cooking class in Vietnam. I feel like I did that when uh, I went when I was there when I was younger. We went into a rice field and did a omelet cooking class. Interesting. Um, we've got that a Mekong Delta tour of the river. Yeah, it's uh, just be prepared for the Mekong. It's something special. The good or oh, like oh, every, everyone has a very mixed reviews. Uh-huh. I was a bit too young to see the bad things from of the it? Mekong. Yeah. I've just I have great memories of that whole trip, but. Yeah. The Mekong is is something very different that not a lot of people are ever prepared for. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, because I'm trying to plan out which place do I get my dodgy tattoo. I wouldn't trust the Mekong Delta. Yeah. Do it in Bali. I got mine there. My only issue is if I get one early, then I can't swim with it. And that's my only hesitancy. Yeah. You see that, what I mean? Like, yeah, that does change things for you. It does. But then in Singapore, just going there for three days, just chilling. Not too much. Like, you know, it's just... Just relax. Yeah, um, go check Santosa Island. Yeah, we're Santosa's going. Nice. Um, we booked tickets to Universal. Yeah, well, Universal's on Santosa. Yeah. So do a little walkthrough of all of Santosa beforehand. Yeah. Um, one thing I do rate was the night safari. But okay. That's because I was also quite young. Yeah, my, my slap now, though, with some alcohol yeah, in Yeah, I mean, Singapore itself has probably the best airport in the world. Yeah. And the best zoo in the world. You see... We had an argument over going... No, no, no. We had a normal discussion about going to the zoo. And I said, why am I going overseas to go to a bloody zoo? If I go there and they're like, this is a this is a fun, rare animal and it's just a kangaroo, I'm going to be heated. No, nah, they've got like white lions and tigers and shit. And the enclosures are just built that you see everything. Yeah. It's like you go to Sydney Zoo and you try and find a lion. It's like you have to look from 100 metres away. Yeah, that and also all the hills. Yeah, well... Start at, the, start at the top work down yeah but um yeah that's about that's not about it but we're just gonna put like a last minute schedule together and we booked li- literally last night so this is on Wednesday we booked it all and we fly on Saturday so um doing like a tour of some islands in Bali um Nusa Penida apparently it's like a little bit off you get like a boat over there and they give you like a little tour for the day um trying to get reservation at this restaurant there's the cave restaurant it's like a restaurant in like a, in like a in like in a natural cave in like a cave, cliffside okay. Um, just be a bit bouge and then just a bunch of temples and stuff really yeah okay I mean that's quite like, like a rogue shout of just saying that but pretty good um, that means I'll be away for what two to three podcasts more than likely two yeah definitely gonna try and squeeze in two there might be a third yeah so just take it as it comes you know what I mean the good thing is about how we've got it set up is people can just come in out jump on whilst one of us is away well it's always gonna be one of us on yeah if we're both away there's not gonna be an episode Podcast. it's in the mud it's in the mud <laughs> Uh, should we yeah. get into some basketball? Yeah, where do you want to start for this week? Obviously, it's been, what, some teams have played four or five games now? Well, some teams have played five, some have only just played their third. Yeah. Uh, so the, the standings are kind of all over the shop. Yeah, too early to uh, tell. Way too early to tell, but a few of the outstanding ones are kind of going to stay the same throughout the whole yeah. year. So the Bucks are undefeated, only team still undefeated. Yep. They've also only played three. Yeah. Um, they had a nice win today over the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, strong. Just Giannis outplayed KD in every aspect. Fair. Um, you've got the... Who else is? 
Portland Trailblazers took their first loss today, which is kind of surprising considering it was to Miami. Very surprising. Miami pulled one out of nowhere. Really? Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Who who scored the most in that game? Let me have a look. Yeah, give that a look. I, I don't know the full results. Why not? I just thought we got up. Miami won. And it was kind of a... It looked like more of a team effort than oh. any individual performance. Yeah, wow. You've got all of your starting five. Um, Lowry, 17. Hero, 14. Martin, 16. Butler, 17. Adebayo, 18. So Adebayo was our top scorer. Yeah, wow. And that's 18. Off, anyone off the bench? Um, Max Struess, 16. Duncan Robinson, 5. Yeah, expected. Vincent A. Highsmith. Who's that? Hey, oh, Highsmith. one of our new kind of guys. He had a nice preseason. Looked a bit yeah. promising. I didn't expect him to get minutes this early into the year. Yeah, he got um, <laughs> two points. And then Jovic got two points, two rounds, one steal, and five fouls. Five fouls. Good minutes. <laughs> I love it. I saw he got... Um, he got a game ban for celebrating because he came. I think he stepped onto the court. Yeah, you can't do that no more. I love it. Um, he almost got one last week too. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Martin and Punch On. Yeah, Christian Coloco sort of tackled each other into yeah. the crowd and yeah. seemed like Novich didn't know all that well, but to run on in there and try and split him up. So luckily it. he didn't actually get into it, but he definitely could have gotten something if he tried a bit harder. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes him to be more integrated into the Miami rotation. But like some rookies, it takes a bit of time. Other rookies get straight in there. So it just depends on the team, right? Yeah, it definitely depends on the team. But I, I can't see him getting good rotational minutes for a while. I know you're a bit high on him, but yeah, I have my doubts about him. And knowing our rookie and our process, it's it took Bam three years to get good rotation minutes. Yeah. It could take him forever. It's interesting, right? You get some teams where, like Atlanta, where rookies just don't get minutes. Yeah. If you're a rookie, you get garbage minutes. That's it. AJ Griffin, how much has he played? I'd not be curious much. to know. Not much. I can find out for you. It won't. I reckon it's minimal. Minimal. Probably like garbage time minutes. And he's good. Ugh. Today, he didn't play in a close game against Detroit. Look, AJ Griffin isn't even in the top 26 of rookies yeah for any statistic yeah so he clearly hasn't played enough minutes in any game to actually get anything decent he played in the game against Charlotte a few days ago but even then like that's not much you know what I mean yeah one game's nothing it's kind of disappointing from Atlanta because he was a nice pickup out of Duke he yeah from memory he's just a, a shooting guard it's a pretty efficiently... Yeah, he played six minutes. Yeah. Six minutes in one game and that's it. Like, don't know what you're going to get out of a guy yeah. like that. I think um, one of the teams we'll get into that surprises the most, it's going to be the Utah Jazz, right? Look, the Utah Jazz right now are the second seed in the West. They are unbelievable. They're the only team that can tank and then accidentally win. <laughs> yeah, look, they, they made a few trades to get picks and... Get rid of the guys that were on long-term contracts. Yeah. Everyone they brought in is only on a one- or two-year deal. Yeah. So they are in a position that they are going to have to rebuild. And I think both of us can agree that that team is going to look dramatically different in two months' time. Oh, for sure. I think give it a few months. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, gone. Gone, for sure. And then just kind of take it from there, right? Conley gone, Clarkson gone. I think Lowry even gets traded. Yeah. Someone's just got home and they're probably going to make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, look, they're, they're doing surprisingly well. I don't know who they have played so far, but they've beaten good teams. Teams that they should have lost to, yeah. they got up. 
Let's have a look. So they... Full schedule. Who have they played? Let me get up on my phone. Yeah, it'll probably be a bit faster. You know, I just realised I'm going away in a few days and I completely forgot that in some countries you've got to get vaccinations before you go to them. Oh, that is important. You so, definitely want to do that. Um, got to figure that out. So they've played the Nuggets, Timberwolves, Pelicans and the Rockets twice. And they're one and one against the Rockets. But they beat Nuggets, Timberwolves and Pelicans back to back to back. It's pretty good. That's three teams that we expected to be at playoff caliber yeah. sides. And that's a full healthy Pelicans as well, like Zion, Ingram. Did and Zion CJ. get injured in that match? Um, he played I've, 30 minutes. So I'm, was that the one where he got. I think he just got a bit of a bump, right? Like I feel like he got hurt in that one and he missed his next. Yeah. Could be wrong, could be the other game. But, but even then, like 30 minutes of Zion, like. Oh, yeah, you still expect a hell of a lot more out of him. Yeah. But is that because Brandon Ingram got injured as well? It could have been the same game. Yeah, so, oh, okay, look, okay, I'm going to take back that comment. This is a game where Ingram got injured after okay, 11 so Ingram, the court. Ingram's going down. And Zion but went down as well. The way that team is built, they... Look, losing Ingram hurts, losing Zion later on definitely hurts, but yeah. it should have been closed out without Ingram. Yeah. Going into the fourth, they should have had a nice lead on that game. Yeah, like, the squad matches up a lot better. What was the paper. full score in that? Um, over time, 122 to 121. Okay, so, so very, very close game. But also, here's a question for you. If I'm the Jazz, am I not supposed to be tanking? Look, there's been a few reports coming out quite recently about the whole tanking process. Yeah. That Adam Silver's looking into doing similar to the EPL with adding a relegation. Yeah, I saw that. That'll never work. I don't think... Because here's, here's the thing. If they did that, if they brought up... Unless, until there's like a proper financial structure where... You get a payout if you get you know if you if you get promoted you get a payout you get a pay in, sorry you get a pay increase. These G League teams would be coming up, and they it'd just be a blowout every game. The only way I see it working is only you get drafted into the G League. Yeah, but who wants to do that? Would you not just come in as a free agent? Yeah. Did you see? There's a player who I want to give a quick shout out to. Let me just we can keep talking. I was going to find. My guy's name, he's um, someone who got drafted in the G League draft. Where is it? This is one to keep an eye out on. Ryan Turrell, aka the Jewish Jordan. Oh, you did send me a link about him. I didn't, he, he, he's got handles. Yeah, I, I didn't good. end up watching it, but... He's good. Just, just wait. Look, you do it every episode, you make a name that no one's heard before and yeah. tell us to watch some stuff, but... No one else. No, I don't think... I, 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 <laughs> You've told me a few times, remember the name, and I've already forgotten who they are. Oh, I'm so my chance you. of looking at him is pretty slim. But my theory is, if I throw enough names out, one of them just has the land. Yeah, one will hit eventually. Yeah. And yeah. then I go, see, I told you so. Yeah, you will get the eventual, I told you so. Okay. Names I've been high on. Mitchell Robinson. I've been high on him for a while. Still waiting. Still waiting. He's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. Um, highest field goal, percent- field goal percentage in the NBA, in NBA history. Which you also told us is because he only dunks. Sure, the stats, the stat, the stats, the stat. Who else? Jaden Ivey as well. I'm very high on and Keegan Murray. Look, Ivey and Keegan Murray right now they are in the top percentages of all the rookies coming in. Oh yeah, averaging great numbers. Keegan's played way less games than anyone else, but he is probably third in the rookie race right now. Yeah, he is officially starting tomorrow. And who's that against? Uh, let me have a look. Hopefully, it's a garbage team, so he does really well. Look, I, I think even in that lineup, he does well. He's starting against Memphis. Okay. Wait, yeah, Memphis. That's gonna be a good game. 
that'll be an interesting game for him. I, I don't see Memphis as a very heavily defensively set team. It's going to be a good game. Just all offense. Yeah, I think um, my key takeaway, because obviously I'm a bit, very high on him, so I've seen him just let the game come to him more than forcing it, which I think has been the biggest difference maker for me. Definitely made a big impact. Now, what about our favorite team who we predicted to tank? The Orlando Magic. The Orlando... No, the Magic is losing, aren't they? They are doing terrible. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're a team where... I don't know how they're in these close games, but they're 0-5, right? 0-5, five losses in a row. I respect it. I enjoy it. They're playing bowl bowl. I wish I could find better stats faster, but... (laughs) I don't know what they are losing by regularly, but... Yeah, it'd be... I feel like they are in a lot of close games. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, obviously, like if they're going all in on the tank, which is clear that they are, they lost to Cleveland today by 11. They lost to the Knicks by 13. Celtics by 6. Hawks by 10. Pistons by 4. So they're keeping in it. They're still definitely in it, but what would interest me is... The minutes that they're giving the young guys. Yeah. Like, I, I think Paolo's still getting top minutes. Oh, yeah. I think he's getting probably 30, 32 game, minutes per game. I've got it. Oh, I had it just here. Yeah, 34 minutes a game Paolo's getting. And I, I did watch Paolo play against the Celtics. Yeah. And they put Jason Tatum straight onto Paolo. Yeah, no, no waste of time. Paolo's out here being the number one rookie. He's the top leader right now. Yeah. But he's also getting the other team's best defender on him. Yeah. So to be putting up the numbers that he is, which is 24 points a game, with the best defender on you and doing it efficiently, he's going to be a top-tier player. Yeah. He really is. There's there's not much holding him back in this case. Yeah. Um, Just so we know, this episode is going out before I try my hardest to trade for Paolo in our fantasy league. Because I don't want this coming out. I was talking about how good he is before the trade goes through, if I can make it happen. Look, this is going to come out on Friday. Give us a day. I've got, I've got a day. <laughs> You've got one day to get that trade through. Do you want to tell us your plan? What are you offering? Um, yeah, so I'm throwing the kitchen sink at Paolo. Um, I've got Rudy Gobert, Chris Middleton, and Russell Westbrook for Paolo. And a pick? I want a pick just for, like, sympathy. Yeah, it's like a charity pick. Just give me one charity pick, you know what I mean? Like, I'm throwing a lot. Look, if I'm holding Paolo, I'm doing that trade. Yeah. Because I think I can win now. Yeah. And who I'm sending it to can win now. Can win now. Should be winning now. And that yeah. trade definitely helps him. But yeah. I know he heavily rates Paolo. Yeah. He was telling me about Paolo before yeah. I even knew about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I rate him. Before incredibly. the NBA, all we knew about him was he sweated a lot. Yeah, I mean, that, that report was wild. Yeah, he loses like 14 pounds of 14 sweat. 14 pounds of sweat a game. Yeah. Like, they, they have special fluids for him on the yeah. bench. Like, crazy. That, that man sweats an insane amount. Yeah. But does not impact his game one bit. Does not impact in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. There is another rookie that deserves a mention. Yeah. And that's Benedict Matherin. I haven't watched a lot of him. The only thing I've seen of him is his mum came to the Pacers um, training center and made him some food. It's actually okay. a very wholesome I, clip I on Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah. very wholesome, um, which is actually shocking that that's only part of his season that I've seen so far. But how is it? Is he performing well for the Pacers? He's performing incredibly well. I, the Pacers aren't doing well, full stop. 
Did we expect anything more? No. Halliburton's playing great, and Benedict Matherin's being a perfect second piece. Yeah. He is averaging 20 points per game, just under a steal, zero blocks so far, but two assists and five rebounds. Wow. So he is second on the rookie race, played all five games, getting 27 minutes. Okay. So he is also shooting at 45% from the field. 45% as a rookie is pretty good. I mean, he's putting up 15 attempts. So from 15 attempts, getting out 20 points a game. As a rookie, I'm impressed with him. I think he can do it long term. Yeah. He's definitely was more of a sleeper in the draft, but not necessarily a sleeper in the fact that we didn't know he'd be good. He was still a top he pick. Was not one of those top Just two not, names. Yeah, it wasn't one of the top names. He fell, what, pick six? Yeah, it was, it was Paolo, Jabari, Chet. That was the three names. And, and Ivy was up there. Yeah, but it was like not as high. the top three and yeah. then everyone else. Yeah, well, there was also the mentions of. Keegan Murray, who went higher than him. Yeah. Shaden Sharp had a lot of talk preseason, not preseason, but pre draft. Yeah. But he was the name that definitely slept by us. Yeah. Now, his numbers could be up there higher because he has played more games. Yeah. But it just it doesn't surprise me. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's what we called good good and one. <laughs> Jeez. So you mentioned about um Paolo having the best player guard him. When I watched Sacramento Kings play against the LA Clippers when Paul George and Kawhi, no, sorry, when Kawhi and John Wall were out, guess who was marking Paul George? Keegan Murray. Of course. Yeah. Which says something. Similar sort of situation, right? This is this guy, I think it was his first or second game, and he's already guarding Paul George. Don't get me wrong, yeah. did Paul George have a good game? Yeah, but, yeah of course. But it's, it's Paul George. It is Paul George. It's Paul George with like Kawhi and John Wall. But I'm watching, I'm going, okay, I've got hope. Look, you do have a lot of hope for Keegan Murray, and I, he's going to be one of the front runners yeah. too. I mean, Chet should be in that top conversation, but he's apparently not coming back this year. There's no point for him to come back. Why? 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 Just for experience, man. They'll just, they'll just play him in Summer League. They'll, yeah. they'll give him Summer League next year. I, I hate the idea of him being healthy and not playing. Uh, it, it really annoys me. But we know what Oklahoma do, right? Josh Giddy, he won, I think it was like Rookie of the, 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 rookie of the Month in the conference in the West. I think four or five months in a row, and then they just went, Nat, you're done. Yeah, yeah. They Whether or not, like, obviously he was injured, but to what degree was he injured? We don't know. There was an injury, definitely, though. But they, they definitely, in my opinion, held him out a bit more than they needed to. Because what's the point, right? Like, they wanted Chet. Yeah, look. They got Chet. Do they tank as far enough to get the top guys next year? I don't think so. No, I think... I've stated it, and I'll continue to say until the, the um, lottery picks next year, Victor will not go to a bottom three team. Yeah, well, now, am I running against the odds? Yes, because the odds are actually in my favour. There's a 14% chance for each of these bottom teams. Which totals up to? 42. So 42, and you're taking the odds on the... Uh, yeah, I'm taking the 58% chance it goes to someone else. So it, it is in your favour. Yeah, yeah, it is in my favour. But like, you always think like tanking is for the purpose of... Guaranteeing the bottom, but you don't get it. Yeah, you're not guaranteed it. I'm pretty sure when um, Zion went to New Orleans, they weren't one of the bottom three teams. And they got Zion. Hmm. So it's interesting. It's interesting. What else do you have to talk about? Uh, Damian Lillard. Killing it. If the season ended right now, he's MVP. Didn't he get injured? Today he got injured. <laughs> today. His game today, he got injured, fell on his ankle, and did a calf strain. So the report is only a few days. But we've just, seen that before. 
the NBA loves Damian Lillard. Collectively, I think we all love him. The only thing that breaks our heart, number one, is he's in Portland. Number two, is he's very unlucky with injury. He is incredible. I don't know how many times he's gone. Yeah, same time. I wonder if he can even tell the time. Because <laughs> it's always same time. It's always same time. But he's so good. But he's like, I've watched him like in that Portland team. How many times can he just put Portland on his back and go, all right, guys, we're going to the play-in. Portland is going to be a slept-on team this year, for sure. They're a well-built team. Yeah. I mean, even down to the, the bench rotations, Drew Eubanks, a guy I've never heard of, <laughs> is playing phenomenal. Yeah. Shaden Sharp is stepping into what we expected he could be. Dame's playing great. Anthony Simons is taking on the perfect role of a two-guard. Yeah. And Dame's doing all the little things that we didn't expect him to do. He's doing a lot of off-ball movements. I expected when he doesn't have the ball to just set corner and wait. Just call it a day. Call it a day. But he's literally coming down to the last play going, okay, Jeremy Grant's got the ball. Yeah. I'm going to let him play it. I trust him. Let him do his thing. Same with Anthony Simons. He's got the ball. You would expect Dame to rush over to get the ball yeah. to have that final play. Maybe he's just got a bit more trust in his team. Well, he's leading the team. Yeah. He's being a leader and it's a it's his way of doing it and it works. Yeah. Which and is it's good doing to see. incredibly well for him. I mean, he's averaging thirty one points per game. Which is nuts. You know what's crazy? Cause it's Dame, it doesn't catch my eye. It doesn't, it's it's forgotten about, but like it's almost like a like if you went to me Bradley Bill's averaging thirty, I go, Cool. But you look at him and go, okay, someone's got to score. Yeah. You do the same for Dame. Yeah. Know, someone's got to score. And it's like we talk about Miami, how the, the points were so distributed. Yes. He's maybe just let go of the fact that he puts all the pressure on him and goes, you know what? I've got a team around me. Let me back them. Let me just let them have it. Like, you know what I mean? Let me just lean on them a little bit and see where it gets me. I think with him being injured for such a majority of last year, yeah. he had to sit there and watch the team. And how they went on their own. Yeah. That now he's kind of developed this, oh, okay, shit, we got guys that can score the ball, that yeah. can create for themselves, that do work without me being there. Yeah. Okay, well, now that I'm there, let's run with that. Kind of go from there. Because his average, or his salary for this year is 42.5 million. Yeah, for 42.5 million, he's going to be the number one guy there. Yeah, at 32, he'll be, at 34, he'll be getting almost 49 million. Like, the... Um, I'd be happy paying Dame. Uh, uh, bring bring uh, Dame to Miami. I want him. You, you want to know the contract that concerns me? Jimmy Butler's getting 50 mil. Do you want to know what concerns me? I've just seen his contract extension at 36. Guess how much Damian Lillard will be making? Oh, probably 47, 48 mil. Higher? 52? Higher? 56. Higher? It better not be over 60. Higher? Oh, you're kidding. 63 million. At 36. And that's... Is that a team option or player option? Um, I think that's the two-year extension. Oh, that's the player option. He's taking that. Oh, he's taking that. No one's turning down 63 mil for a year. Okay. Remove LeBron James. Which player in the last 20 years at 36 has been so good? There's only a few guys that I would <laughs> ever consider giving that money to. LeBron's one of them. Yeah. LeBron, you give him whatever he wants. Steph Curry is another one of them. Yep. And... The like the way that Giannis is currently yeah. trajecting, I would expect him to be worth that. Yeah, the trajectory that he is on. Yeah, he is worth for the record as much money as you want to give. Chris him. Paul at the Phoenix Suns is getting thirty mil a year. Yeah, he's, he's thirty six right now. That's fair. I, I 
But I think that's... Would, a, you, would you pay him more than that? No, no, but what I'm saying is like, Chris Paul now is... I don't think Damian Lillard's going to be Damian Lillard at 36. Chris Paul's game is slow down, ball handle, shoot like shoot jump shots, you know what I mean? Shoot two-pointers, facilitate. He can do that, I reckon, until he, he's 40. Chris Paul is almost the perfect example of what a point guard should yeah. look like. He can do it until he's 40 because he plays his yeah. game. He controls it. He dictates exactly where the game's going. He doesn't stress. He doesn't rush. He's such a... Like, as a floor general, as, as Charles Barkley says, he's the best leader in the NBA because of his control. So give him that money. That's a, that, that makes Chris Paul's contract sound like a bargain. But what about Jimmy? What, what's his contract like? You said it's quite big? Massive. If you want to get up to exact numbers, I know the extension like at the top end is over 50 mil and he is already quite old. So Miami's salary area like, the next few years is going to become a problem. We have a lot of guys that we're paying way too much. And I saw an interesting report come out this morning, yeah. or yesterday might have been. Larry Duncan packaged for Westbrook. The I fan, saw that as well. The fans are screaming for it. And mm-hmm. the more and more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like, I could be swayed either way for it. I just... I don't know how Miami would go bringing in Russell Westbrook because Miami's all about team and culture now Westbrook he fits the culture plays hard gives it everything Miami's just grit and grind yeah and Westbrook you say to him be a dog he'll be a dog I think Miami's one of the only teams where he would fit yeah his play style would work but I just I just I want Russell Westbrook to be happy I want him to be happy and whether or not Miami let him, like, it all comes down to can they deal with the turnovers? Our turnovers okay are already incredibly high. Yeah, but they, you know what I mean? Like, would you be okay with that? Yeah. Jimmy Butler doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need to bring the ball up, you know what I mean? In LA, Westbrook's stumped because LeBron needs the ball. I, I, I also consider the fact that what we are getting out of Lowry right now, except for today because he put up a fantastic game, it always happens you always get one yeah it's it's the report comes out of oh, okay maybe we should do this and they have yeah. this cracker game like maybe we complain every single week about Larry and he'll keep playing well <laughs> but for the rest of the season and most of last year he didn't do a lot for us yeah offensively yeah he carries the ball up he's this smaller guy a bit oversized yeah he slows down the pace of Miami and I don't know, Lowry doesn't fit phenomenally and we're overpaying him as it is. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue. The offense he, he puts out, the numbers he puts up, isn't great for the money he's on. Doesn't match. It doesn't match. I would much rather Westbrook come in and literally shoot one from 11, but still put up all the other numbers because that's the same thing we're getting from Lowry. That is true. That's true. I they're, didn't think of it that way. They're putting up very similar numbers. Yeah. Very similar, but at least... You put Westbrook in our situation where you go, we let your like we let the team play their style. Yeah, it's not a case of this is how you're playing. You're going to feed one person the ball, and they're just going to give it back to you if you're open. Yeah, what good is feeding it back to Westbrook open for three? He's not hitting it. <laughs> He's not. There's no shot. I mean, you've got Anthony Davis. <clears throat> Anthony Davis. He can. He can shoot. You know, you know he's one of the... Actually, yeah, let me keep going. I he, he's in the bottom five percentages yeah. for some crazy stat. I saw that. But so is Westbrook. There's two of them in the same statistic that's just bottom tier. And to have two of those guys on the same team is wild to consider yourself a contender. Yeah. But my point more being, it's Miami wouldn't hit him on the three-point expecting him to shoot it. 
No. We would clear out and make room for him, whereas the Lakers right now, no one can shoot. So every defensive team is just running a zone. We're just going, yeah, you're going to drive and we're going to have three on you. What are you going to do? They're just going to kick it out to a guy that can't shoot the ball? Yeah, it's... At least in Miami, if Russ is the guy driving and they kick it out, we do have more options. Not great options by that means. We're not shooting all that phenomenally. No. But you, you have no Duncan Robertson? Get rid of Duncan. He doesn't play. Yeah. He gets little minutes and his contract's huge. Yeah. But Struess is hitting the ball great. Yeah. Vincent hitting it great. Hero, phenomenal. Yeah. If he's kicking it out to Jimmy Butler, at least then he's drawing a one or two defenders yeah. for the extra pass to the other man. Yeah. And Bam's probably going to be setting the screen and, and cutting to the basket anyway. Yeah. So you're not going to be hitting him deep on the three on the kick out. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Now, before we started, you said we got our first complaint from the podcast. We did get a complaint. What is that complaint? Because I want to hear what it is. Now, the complaint has come from one of our special listeners from overseas. Okay. I've no. been looking at the statistics of our videos and there was one random person downloading our episodes in Bosnia. And I've gone, this is awesome. We have gone international. Yep. And then that viewer then downloaded an episode in Croatia. Like, oh no, it's lining up. I was like, this is starting to line up. This might be a little bit odd. Oh, and no. for those that don't know, my sister and her boyfriend, Will, are currently traveling overseas and she no. messaged me saying, been, haven't watched the podcast yet, but I've downloaded it. Oh. And I've gone, you're kidding me. You're the one random person, the one in, random person in like a the foreign country. <laughs> the only viewer that's downloaded it and hasn't listened is our viewer that's downloading our stuff. And look, I rate it. I'm glad she's downloading it. Don't we worry about listening. It. It, it makes my the analytics look better for me. I'm happy. With it makes someone's, worldwide. someone's downloading it. I'm happy. And we put a little clip out. Yeah. Which absolutely killed it. Quite happy with. Yes. But she sent Wrong. it to me and goes. Awesome clip. Pod's been great. Finally listened to it. But you got to put the dogs away. Oh, no. She's not happy with the feet being... No. <laughs> well, you know what? On the record, some people have a foot fetish. Well, I said something quite similar to her. I said, you know what? I reckon no, the clip's no, doing so... I said the clip's doing so well because the feet are in it. Maybe maybe they've gone, oh, that's a nice size 12s. Yeah. Yeah. Have we got the same size? Yeah, size 12. Yeah, nice. Yeah, same. I just got a fat foot. It's not. Yeah. So you know what, Clara? <laughs> Cop that. Enjoy the toes. Cop it. Here you go. Do you want to take the socks off? I don't want to take the socks off. My feet are hard. They're healthy. Yeah. For now, it's only Clara complaining about the feet. If we do get more complaints about that, I'm sure we will actually put the feet down. I'm going to be so in, 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 until, until then, I'm enjoying it. We're comfy. We're relaxed. And the whole issue is we're probably forgetting that the feet are on show. Yeah, I just we're sitting here comfy. comfy. We're moving around. But now, no. I think now I'm just going to just conscious. No, I'm not moving them. I'm committing to it. I've just kicked a camera case. If you I'm want, committing. If you want to commit fully, you get the socks off. No. Until then. No. No, the socks aren't Don't complain. Off. The socks are on. The toes are hidden. We're all going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I do worry. Now I do worry. Well, I'm not too worried. I'm just glad she's finally listened to the episode. <laughs> we appreciate the view. Don't stand to the feet. Okay. What else did you want to get into? So... Later on, we've got quick fire questions, but there's one question that I want to bring up now to get your opinion. Name me the NBA player that you won't trust with your girlfriend. You give me one. So one NBA player you would not trust with your girlfriend. I've already got my answer pre-saved. And there's an easy one. Look, there's, there's a few easy ones, but my issue... I would... Sl- like, Selena would trust any of them. 
She wouldn't do a thing. But how many of them would it try? You just think there's what you have to pick one player you do not trust with your girlfriend. Look, probably Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy gets the shout. Get that Rachel Nichols treatment. Yeah, he gets the treatment. He, no. Just because of the fact that she is a Miami fan. Yeah. For starters. And I don't think there's much that it stopped Jimmy from trying. He is that type of guy. But the, the, the counter option was in Aidoka. <laughs> Wouldn't would not trust him for a second. <laughs> but I I do want to flip it. There is a few that I would trust. Surprisingly. Okay. okay. Well, like Duncan Robinson. No, no, no. Duncan wouldn't trust. I don't... He just doesn't seem trustable with women. Fair. But the one I would trust the most out of all of them, Devin Booker. That Devin man Booker. would be a fool to do anything to Kendall. True. That's smart. I would trust him solely because of that. Putting what he's got on the line. He, Wise. If he was to give up Kendall for Selena, that man's a fool. Take away his NBA contract. He don't deserve it. Selena, we love you. You're awesome. But Devin Booker She's ain't. <laughs> She's literally outside the route. <laughs> And the best part is, more than likely, we're going to listen to this episode in the car together. And I'm just going to be sitting there laughing, knowing it's coming. He's sorry. (laughs) See, interesting. So, I've got one notable shout-out. Who I always want to shout-out as an MVP of cheating scandals. It's Kamala Anthony. You know, he's got, like, four different baby mama. Okay. But there's only one player that I do not trust with my girlfriend. Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly Oubre was the guy I was going to be concerned about just because he's a pretty boy. He's he's good-looking. He's good-looking. Like... You know, I don't... Oh. Like I look at him and go, well, you're not bad looking, are you? Sometimes it's just... I think he's like, what, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Got great skin. Look at him. Look at the eyes. Bit of a man... Okay. Do I have a bit of a man crush on Kelly Oubre Jr.? Obviously. Mm, I think we all slightly do. Obviously. I mean, the the other issue is... Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. It's the hair. Being an Aussie. It's the, the hair. hair. The yeah, if he just walked by, I gave you a wink and flicked the hair. I, and you know what it is as I well? I don't know what I would be doing. Like, he strikes me as the type of, like, he'd have a mullet, he'd be at the Fiddler, and he'd just do well. He'd be at the local, and he would be killing it. And out here, what, how tall is he? Like, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, no, I think he's like 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six, shit, he's massive. But the, He's just going to stand love down anywhere, and they love it. They'd love him. Let me have a look. But no, nah, Kelly Oubre is a good shout. He's Josh Giddy 6'8". 6'8", Jesus Christ. Josh, if you're watching, leave Come my girlfriend be. Come on the pod. <laughs> Just leave my girlfriend be. <laughs> no. Any, anyone you would trust? Anyone I would trust. Who would I trust? Who's a player that I look at? Um, another shout out to who I wouldn't trust is Bobby Portis because of the eyes. Those eyes would haunt me. Yeah, Tristan um, Thompson as well. Too good many shout che- out. Too many cheating scandals. Good shout, Tristan Thompson. We, um, we don't glorify cheating. But we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, who would I trust? Who's like a... A trust... Who do I have? I'm just running through the New York Knicks roster. Um, well, Selena is going to be in New York soon. She almost was going to a game as well. Yeah. But she chose not to go to the New York game because the only one that was available was New York versus Detroit. And it wasn't going to be the greatest game. Yeah. So instead, she's seeing Clippers versus Warriors yeah, in San one, Fran. One's definitely better than the other. One's definitely better than the other. It was also an extra $200 to go see. Ooh. The ticket prices are insane. It's too much. I do not know how they get so many people out to those games for those prices. Yeah. 
I, I'm trying to think of any NBA player that I trust. Who's like a wholesome guy? Michael Porter Jr., another one, too good looking. Maybe you've got to go for one of the old heads. Yeah. LeBron, Chris no. Paul. Chris, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. You know why? He does bowling a lot. I feel like he just, if he, they're hanging out, they just go bowling. Yeah. The rest, though, I don't trust any of them. Kev Love. Kev Love looks like Kevin the most Love. trustable guy. Kevin Love, that. Might take you out for a wine, bit of a cheese Kiki platter. wine, walk his dog. Yeah, nah, Kev Love's the most trustable guy in the NBA. All right, well, since the season's got started, there's been quite a few players that have done very well, better than expectations. Who are, you mentioned those two players you want to give a quick, quick notable shout out to. Who are they? Yeah, the first one's got to be John Moran. He's absolutely killing it in every aspect. Yeah. He came out the other night and dropped 49 points. Which is the highest so far this season. Ooh. Couldn't crack the 50 mark, but Soft. 49 is still impressive. He's oh. currently got the second best statistics out of anyone else in the league. The only person above him is Giannis. I reckon if you gave Bol Bol Jar's usage rate, Bol Bol drops 50. That is I, a, can't, I can't say a, that seriously. That is a, it's, <laughs> it's a tough one, but like, yeah, <laughs> Bol Bol's size and skill thrown in with Jar's everything. I watched Bobo looks good. I watched him go down like just fast break. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's so quick. He's so quick and so big. Who's the second player? And I'll, I'll be serious with this one. Okay, well, with the second one's just a throwback to last week with our player awards. Yeah. Now, there was one that I said was a bit of a maybe, bit of a rough take, wasn't too confident on. Yeah. But after one week... I think it's the best take I've had in that whole thing. Yeah. And that's De'Aaron Fox for most improved. Fair. He has had a phenomenal start to the year. Yeah. Now, I've, I've written his numbers down because there's no chance I was going to remember, but <laughs> through the first five games, he has gone from 23 points a game to 32. Ooh. That is an all-star level jump. Yeah. Which is exactly what I was saying, that the last few years in a row, the most improved player has made that all-star jump. Yeah. And he's putting up all-star numbers. Now, to go inside, like, on top of the points, he's jumped from 3.9 rebounds to 5.7. So, getting the ball more. Yeah. And then his assist rate has also gone up. Now, that's gone up partially because Halliburton's moved on. Yeah. And now with Sabonis on the team, there is more options to hit shots. Yeah. Expecting up. His steal rate stayed the same. Blocks have stayed about the same. Yeah. But to go from 23 to 32, just losing one player and bringing in an all-star, you wouldn't expect that level jump. It's pretty just impressive. Not, just out of a natural jump, that doesn't happen. He's put in some credible work. Yeah. He's doing something right, and it's showing. I think the biggest takeaway, because I've watched, I think, two of the three Sam Kings games, the pace in which he plays at. He it, is incredibly quick. He, You can't beat him off the step. He is just on a fast break as well. If you ever watch, um, when you get time, watch um, Fox versus Lonzo Ball college highlights. Ooh. It's just a sprint race. It's just a... It's just pace. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how they do it, but great basketball. College ball is crazy for that. It is just so fast. Yeah. That's the one thing I do resemble it to the most with like Australian basketball. Yeah. They are, it's so quick paced. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they all play based on the, the seven second rule. Yeah. Just the best shot is going to come in the first seven seconds yeah. and take that shot. I often wondered how that would go if you just got like an NBL team, made it full of like one point guard. Like one, one point one point guard like just 74 point guard one centre just big man rebounds blocks they're just all 3 and D players 
you know, it, it'd be interesting to see, especially in Australia, the style that we play at. Yeah. That'd almost work perfectly. In yeah. the NBA, it can't see it being that yeah. successful because there are such a wide variety of talented players. Yeah. I mean, in this league, what what would you say right now? Giannis is the best player in the league? I think that's pretty yeah. well-rounded take that everyone would say he's the best. He's the number yeah. one guy in the comp. For how many years was it point guards? Then was it centers? Now it's yeah. powerful. It transitions. Then it goes from like small thing goes from like point centers. And it just Yeah, like right now his archetype of player is just dominant. Yeah. There isn't many like Giannis, and I don't see how many more can be built like him. Yeah. But considering where he started in the league to where he is now, it's not impossible to see another Giannis. Yeah. He doesn't do anything that's just like absurd that can't be replicated. Yeah. I mean, you bring Steph Curry into the league and, let's face it, he was the guy that brought three-point shooting into the league. Yeah. He's the one that's introduced that at such a high rate. He, he made it what it is now. He changed the game. Yeah. There's nothing about Giannis's game that just has changed the comp. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's just big and strong. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, we've got some quick-fire opinions. Before you do, oh. I've got one take that Selena said. Oh, no. And you it came... from me. Yeah, no, I've kept it from you for this very reason. I want your raw reaction. Go. But it's come right after... Did you see the clip of Colin Sexton against Jokic? I did. Where he's basically charged like a bull. He's taken the absolute team of the crackhead teams. Yeah, just going, I'm putting this one on the back. Yeah. And I'm just going to just sprint by him and get to the lane. Yeah. Now, after watching that play, Selena has come out and gone, Jokic, he's not good. He's just big. Oh. I have to say instantly that's criminal. It is a criminal take, but... I, 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 you take away his size? Yeah. Is he as good as he is? If he wasn't, like, seven foot tall? Yeah. N- no, but I think what is important to remember is he is seven foot tall. The passing that he does? Yeah. He, he's the best passing point guard like playmaking sorry playmaking center we've ever seen yes I think but what makes it easier for him is because of his height obviously yeah he can see people he can make those passes but it doesn't take away how accurate and how precise like just how his position yeah, with yeah. the pass is crazy his rebounding obviously because he's tall it's kind of comes a bit easier on that um, Denver team but then his shooting that would transfer to it if he was smaller yeah the release would be a bit different because obviously where he's shooting from not many, there's not many in the court that you're going to be able to block him it, it was more just straight defence straight offence on its own yeah he doesn't have much in the bag except for his size y- yeah there isn't a hell like don't get me wrong he is reigning MVP two time MVP. yeah he's a phenomenal player yeah but he just uses his size to his image which is a skill in itself yeah but it seems like that's his not one of his only skills. Like that's his best asset is his size. Yeah. And that's okay because you look at a Giannis, his best asset at the moment is his just sheer athleticism. Yeah. But he worked hard on his shooting, on his dribbling, on his rebounding. He had like the frame. Like Giannis is actually what you'd imagine like a just like a, a stick figure frame. When he did when he was started, he was skinny. Yeah. yeah. And he put the work in and developed all those skills to make him as great as he is. He's better than Jokic. Yeah, without a doubt. Significantly. Does yeah. do, does a part of me think, okay, I, I can agree with that, but I just, I can't say it. I can't look at the camera. I, I can't agree with it. 
But I can understand. But like, I can understand it. The, the from train some, of thought from someone that doesn't watch a lot of basketball, yeah. that take is completely understandable. Yeah, because you you replicate his game in any other sport. And it's and it's where it's just size. Yeah, there's not much more to it. But no, no, no. I get it. It's just it, it's it's shocking to hear. It's it's shocking to hear, but it's almost like saying Pascal Siakam. Yeah, is nothing without his spin move. Take away that spin, what does he have? It's nothing. <laughs> wild wild to say, but but kinda like but kinda right. But also like it's wrong, incredibly wrong. But like but it's right. A little bit right. It's right without being wrong, but yeah, wrong without being right. That is It is in that middle ground. That is shocking. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I'm trying to think of what else. But the role just cleared my head. Oh, that's an interesting take. Like, like who, who else is just like a one ability? You take that away, they're nothing to leave. Um, like take away just your your set shooters because you take away the shooters and they don't yeah. provide a hell of a lot. But shooting itself is a major skill in the game. Who else? Like who who else has just one skill set? Like maybe you take Clint Capella and go okay, take <laughs> take away his rebounding. What else does he provide? Just running, just <laughs> screens. Yeah, well, I mean, screens are decent, but. That's it. He's wow. not providing all that much else for you. And when you look at the game in that one aspect, that there are certain players that fit their role yeah. specifically. Like those guys on those teams fit because they do one thing perfectly. Yeah. Well, it's it is true. It is true. Well, to round off today's episode, we've got some quick fire assumptions for you, and I'm just curious to see what you think on some of these topics. Some of them we already discussed, so I had to cut them off the chopping board. But the first one. Lakers will be a bottom four team in the West this season. Now, I think you're on the money there. I predicted them to finish up, I think, like 11 or 12. Yeah. Which puts them in that bottom four range. I think there is there is definitely a way to get out of that. Yeah. But that comes from making a trade. Fair. I think this current built roster, they're, they're 0-5 at the moment. Yeah. And they're not doing anything different. No. They, they need to... Either go, okay, Russ, you're not playing. <laughs> or they go, oh, let's experiment with you off the bench. Yeah. They need to do something. The Lakers right now defensively are playing really well. But for what they can provide offensively, every team's just running a zone and they can't do a thing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, next one. The Knicks will make the playoffs this year. Just so you know, I am a Knicks fan, so I am biased. We're 3-1 and at the moment. But we have only played garbage teams besides the one game we lost, which was to Memphis. I think the Knicks fall into the playing range. Yeah. There is a world where they do make it, but I think that comes down to injuries. Fair. If a team above them does happen to be unlucky, they can sneak in, but I don't think they're a top eight side. No, no, no. Fair enough. This one. Big controversial this one. The Warriors' core of Steph, Clay, and Draymond are past their prime. Yeah. yeah. Well past their prime, but still good enough to win. Yeah, I think... Uh, did you see um, Clay got ejected for the first time in his career just from him and Devin Booker chirping? Oh, he was chirping at it, which gave him the first tech. Yeah. And then when he stormed at a ref and pretty much went yeah. at him, that's got the ejection. And I saw Charles Barkley saying he reckons it's because Clay's realizing these young bucks, he can't keep up with them. He can't, like, he's not the same. Like, they are, like, Steph and Clay are the best shooting backcourt it's ever been. But they're not the same anymore. They're not the same. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you see Devin Booker's response after that? Yeah, very classy. Yeah, class. He was like, yeah, it's just it's competition, which is what you like to see. He's come out and said, oh, I love Clay. Yeah. He's one of the best guys to do it. Yeah. I've always rated his game. When he comes out on the floor, he's competitive. Yeah. And that's what you love to see that's, in the game. That, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. It's the perfect response. Yeah. Okay, the next one. LeBron would request a trade from LA this year. <sighs> this year, I don't think so. Yeah. I think there's too much money tied up in his contract and leaving kind of opens up too many options for him. Fair. I think right now he stays, but I don't think he signs an extension. Yeah, not fair enough. Okay. This one's a bit of a rush, just based on the first few games. Utah Jazz will have an all-star this year. The only player that could make an all-star appearance for them is Colin Sexton, Larry Markinen, yeah, or Jordan Clarkson. Fair enough. I don't think they get a single vote. Yeah. Unless but, there is a several, several injuries. They might get like that, like, backup, backup. Sort I, of. Look, I'm just going to come out and say no. They're not getting an all-star this year. Fair. It's not happening. Fair. Okay. Then we've got LeBron will go to OKC if they draft Bronny. I think LeBron goes anywhere where Bronny gets drafted. Yeah. But the exception is if he goes somewhere and gets them to trade for Bronny. Yeah. I think that's more likely than Bronny. Yeah. Like, the, someone trading to move Bronny over to keep LeBron happy yeah. seems much more likely. Yeah, I just worry that teams would keep him, almost keep him hostage, <laughs> knowing knowing that. I think OKC have got enough draft picks where if they got him, they could chuck some draft picks to the Lakers and be like, well, cut your losses. Just accept it. Yeah, there is that wrong. Because then you'd be running... I, I think by that point in the league, LeBron's kind of just got this respect yeah. around the league that any team is kind of going to do that thing. Yeah. Like, when he retires, how many clubs do you think retire his number? Three. What do Three. you think? Cavs, Miami, Miami Lakers. Lakers. That's, and even the Lakers won. Arguable. He won one title. But he, the, he is what the, the greatest of our generation, but he won one title. Yeah. Okay, next one. Will Ben Simmons foul out in more games than he will score 10 points in? I love this. <laughs> um, he's fouled out, I think, two out of like three. Or he's fouled out two. How many times has he scored double digits? I don't think there's been one yet. <sighs> Look, I, 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 would love to, I would love to think he's done it at least once. But with his current form, he's obviously in the running to have that discussion where he does foul out more. Yeah. But surely throughout the year, someone sits there and goes, look, man, you got to stop. Today, he didn't... Like, today, he was in zero foul trouble. This I think through the whole game against the Bucks, he had two, maybe three fouls. Yeah, so so far, out of four games, he's averaging five points. He's not scored more than 10 in a single game. Okay, look, I, I think throughout the entire season, 82 games, he fouls out maybe max of, like, 10 times. Okay, so... I think based on, like, his, um, his average for the last... Five years of his career has been more than ten points. Yeah, he's. I already, think he gets back to that. He's already fouled out of two out of the four games. Yeah, look, I, I think that slows down dramatically. I think someone like, like this. The pressure's gone into his head. Yeah, and gone. Oh, okay, he's stressed. He's fouling a bunch, but we know how good of a defender is. He's going. He's going to clean up his fouls before he scores ten points. Yeah, not fair without enough. a doubt. Fair enough. Okay, another one. The Lakers regret the trade that they did for Anthony Davis in the long run, even though they won a title. I think they're already regretting it. Yeah. At this point in time, 
the picks they gave, the players they gave, they would be much better off with them right now. Yeah. But at the time, it got them a championship. So if you're a Lakers fan, I don't think there is a world where you can sit there and can complain about it. Yeah. You made the move to bring a championship. Yeah. And you did it. It's shit. There isn't many players that I wouldn't trade away if it guaranteed me a championship. And they're kind of like, they're struggling to to live with it now. I think it's more the struggle to live with it, knowing how old LeBron is and how bad the fit is. If, if they didn't bring in Russ and they brought in just a couple guys they can shoot, yeah. they never regret that trade. Yeah. Okay, the final one. If Steph Curry wins one more ring, he overtakes LeBron as the best of our generation. No. You reckon? No. I, I almost think there's more of a debate. Well, there's obviously more of a debate between LeBron and Jordan. Yeah. I don't think we see a world where there's a debate between Steph and Jordan. Fair. To be the best of the generation, I think you have to be in the debate for the best of all time. Yeah. As much as Steph Curry is phenomenal. He'd have five rings, most threes of all time. LeBron's going to end up finishing his career with five rings. You reckon? For sure. I think he wins another before he's done. He's also okay. he's also then going to finish with the most points ever scored. Yeah. And leading stat in almost every category. No, that is true. I don't think you can call someone else a generational player. Fair. Maybe a player of the decade. Yeah. You can make the argument. He hasn't. He's definitely. The last 10 years have definitely been more dominant of yeah. Steph Curry. But the career wise, LeBron takes it home every day. Well, fair that is it for the quick fire. Your opinion was pretty good. I think there were some that even I'm a bit unsure on. No, I like that. It was decent. There wasn't sort of anything wild take. No, nothing I, scandalous. Expect, I expected a little bit more scandalous from you. I, I wrote it in a little bit. Yeah. I wrote it in a little bit just to keep it. Easy going. I didn't want to chuck too much outrageous things that would just cop me slander. Look, it's it's a bit too early in the season to do anything outrageous. Yeah. I mean, shit, right now, the biggest outrage is how on earth has Anthony Davis stayed healthy? Yeah, well, four games. <laughs> Five. And he was the best man on the court today in a loss. Wow. Yeah, 60 fantasy points today. Of course, wow. I didn't pick him. Of course not, because you <laughs> no. don't think he's going to play. No, God, I'm in trouble <laughs> this year. But, no, like, there hasn't been anything outrageous to the beginning of the year. Yeah. No outstanding sort of surprise. Yeah. Darren Fox has been the only surprise to me. Fair. Um, six man of the year. I think all of our picks were relatively good. Six or wait and see. Um, I picked Jordan Paul. Jordan Paul. Who did I take? Christian wait. Wood. Christian Wood's killing yeah, it. Yeah. Was Jordan Paul um, a dark horse? No. So, yeah, he definitely was. How have I forgotten already? Jordan Paul was your dark horse because I got annoyed and I said that's not a dark horse. Yeah. I don't even know who you took now. You've got it written down somewhere, but... Oh, no. I think my my, my dark horse, six man of um, Precious Achua. Yeah. Well off. That's not happening. There's hope. There is hope, but... Yeah, I think right, right now, I'd probably give the award to Kevin Love. I think yeah. he's playing pretty well. He's um, like a solid shout. Yeah. He's just consistent. Between Christian Rudd and Kevin Love, he's yeah. definitely got a shout. I mean, they gave out their week one awards for player of the week. Yeah. Which was Damian Lillard and Jason Tatum. Can't argue with those two guys. Yeah. Um, the only person that's outperforming them is Giannis, but at the point of that time, he'd only played two games. Yeah, so it's tough. Two games to four games, and they're putting up similar numbers. I'm doing the guy that's done it four times. Yeah. No, so, precisely. Outside of that, you got another week, and we'll hopefully have something different going on. Yeah, I'll be back from the holiday in a few weeks. We'll see then. The first pod bag will be interesting. I have a lot of NBA to catch up on. Three weeks you'll have to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, Selena will be filling in next week. So. Lovely. Hopefully that goes well. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, next week won't be a hell of a lot of basketball. That's right. I don't up. think so, but when you come back, we'll definitely yeah, have to give you the rundown it. of everything. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah. So um, thanks for watching so far, and uh, hopefully we see you again next week. Bye.